0: Salam everybody! Welcome back to another Nudain episode. As always, I'm I'm not Sumaya. <laughs> oh my goodness! There is one episode <laughs> where she's like,
1: "I'm Sumaya," and I was like, "What?" I was
0: just about to do that again. But I'm Asil, and beside or across from me is Sumaya. And today we are going to be talking about the topic of wisdom. Why that's important in Islam. Kind of like why. You should be seeking wisdom, and also from the perspective of like Allah's wisdom versus our wisdom, etc., etc. Um, so to kind of start off, I wanted to go on, go on ahead and begin with a um, hadith. So this hadith was basically of um, of the Prophet. It was narrated, and it was it's basically of him when he first received revelation. So it's a very long hadith, so I'm only going to talk about the second half of it, and I'm just going to go ahead and read it for you all. But it says, then suddenly the truth came to him while he was in the cave of Hira. The angel came to him and said, iqra, or read. The Messenger of Allah said, but I cannot read. The Prophet Muhammad says that he then took me and squeezed me until I could not take it anymore. He released me and re- repeated, iqra, read. I said again, but I cannot read. So he took me and squeezed me again until I could not take it anymore. He released me and repeated, Iqra, read. I again responded, but I cannot read. So he took me and squeezed me a third time, then released me. Then he said, and he he said the first um, couple ayahs of Surah Al-Alaq, it says, Iqra, um, it says, Iqra, read, O Prophet, in the name of your Lord who created, created humans from a claying cloth, read, and your Lord is the most generous, who taught by the pen taught humanity what they knew or not. So those are the first five ayahs of that surah. And I wanna just kinda go from there because it's so interesting how the first um the first revelation, the first ayah that was ever sent down to the prophet was an ayah talking about education, was an ayah linking linking prophethood to this concept of education. And so it says, you know, he's telling him read and he simply cannot read and he keeps saying that and first of all that demonstrates the prophet muhammad's like sallallahu alaihi sallam's, like honesty like he's just being like straight up like i just can't do that like what are you asking of me but the first ayah when it was revealed it, it shows us that you can't be muslim without without understanding without understanding of the religion right so it's just kind of take it kind of links those two ideas together but it also said when he first said read in the name of your lord who created and then it goes on um it talks about how you can't do anything like by the help of your creator what seems to be impossible will become possible essentially right and when when you do that and you'll end up becoming more in tune. you'll end up soft softening your heart so you can be able to soak in this wisdom from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so i found these like first couple of ayahs and this hadith to be absolutely fascinating when we're talking about this whole concept as a whole Um, and then there's another ayah that i wanted to highlight quickly just to get us going, it's from Surah al-Baqarah, it's the 269th ayah, and it says, he, he, as in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, grants wisdom to whoever he wills. And whoever is granted wisdom is certainly blessed with a great privilege, but none will be mindful of this except people of reason. So, it's so interesting because, and this is when I want to pose a question, it's talking about this concept of wisdom, right? Um, and so I want to pose this question to you, Samaya what does wisdom mean to you what but what by your definition is wisdom right because my my personal definition is that knowledge and wisdom are two entirely separate things you can have a lot of knowledge right but you aren't necessarily a wise person right so what what makes your knowledge wise what makes you become a wise person and then how do you go from there how do you implement that wisdom into your into your islam and can you tie in... Sorry, I'm asking you a lot of questions, but can you tie in um, your uh, your worldly wisdom with Islamic wisdom? Like, is that even possible? So, yeah, those were kind of my questions.
1: Okay, I'm going to try to remember all of them. If, I feel like I already forgot.
0: If you just start with one, um, we can go from there. So, you
1: posed the question of what is wisdom, but I think before... I get into that. I do want to comment on what you were saying before. It is really important because a lot of people tend to think of Islam as a very strict religion. Um, they tend to see it as something that is very uh, restrictive, right? People when they think of Muslims, if they if they know anything about Islam, they tend to think that, oh well, Muslims are not allowed to do this, they're not allowed to do this, they're not allowed to do this. Um, So, the way that people, from an outside perspective, view Islam is very different than what Islam actually teaches. Um, Like Isil was mentioning, the first verses that were ever revealed from the Qur'an were not verses about what's halal and what's haram. It was not verses telling us what's permissible, what's not permissible... What you know, the obligations are no, it wasn't, it was none of that, it was no rulings, those came much, much later in the revelation. Um, and in the prophet's life, rather, the first verses that were revealed were talking about reading, reading, and educating yourselves. And I think that this is not just a a reference to reading in general, it's not just a reference to reading about um, Islamic things. I think. Personally, I really do think that this is also uh, pretty much a reference to reading the Qur'an, right? So, again, it's not just reading the Qur'an, but I think that you cannot be someone who fully understands the faith of Islam and fully understands, um, you know, or or fully connects, I guess, with Allah if you're not reading the Qur'an on a regular basis, if you're not connecting with the Qur'an on a regular basis, many times in the Qur'an, Allah poses this question, he'll he'll talk about something that he's done for the creation. He'll talk about his blessings upon us. And at the end he poses these questions, أفلا يقلون, أفلا or he'll tell us, um, you know, like, al Quran. All these things about do they not reflect? Do they not reflect upon the Quran? Do they not reason? Do they not uh think? Do they not use their their minds for for you know this kind of a purpose? Um, so I think that that's something that's really important to just kind of set as a baseline is that Islam is not just rules and regulations and you're not allowed to do this, oh, but you can do that, or whatever. It's much, much more than that. It's much deeper than that. And it's rooted in continuously educating yourselves. It's rooted in continuously reading. Again, reading the Quran, reading other other sources, but it's, it's really the, the foundation is really in... In um, seeking in seeking knowledge. And I think that I see asked me a question about do you think knowledge and wisdom are, you know, um, two separate things? Or she said she believes that knowledge and wisdom are two separate things? Or can they go hand in hand? And for me personally, I, I'm not entirely sure what I would say my opinion is on this. But I do think that in order to have wisdom, there is a certain amount of particular knowledge that you do have to have. And um, I, I, cause I, I can't really imagine someone who doesn't really have much knowledge on a particular subject area being considered um, wise in that particular area either. Now, I don't think that being um, knowledgeable in every field makes you wise in every field. Obviously not. I don't agree with that at all. But if you do want to be considered a wise person, maybe in a religious sense, I think that that obviously takes a lot of pursuit of islamic knowledge and it takes a lot of connecting with allah so i don't think that they um like equal each other at all i don't think that they are the same thing but i do think that knowledge has to play into wisdom to a certain extent um and then i think you also asked me about like worldly knowledge versus islamic knowledge what was that Not question? necessarily it
0: was more of just like i think that people often tend to think that, okay, you can pursue academia, you can pursue knowledge in for things involving this dunya, this life, right? Um, Not necessarily specific information or knowledge towards your akhira, right? But can those things, can you utilize those things that you learn to help you get to your um, goals to help you with your islamic knowledge as well because i think often people tend to disconnect those two things okay like, hey, i know a lot about x and y but like i don't know very much about the D and z so therefore i'm just going to focus my efforts to become successful and what i know a lot about which is you know whatever your degree was whatever your education was when in reality you can use those things and you can pursue those things all you want right but you can also find a way to to do it for the sake of allah you know yeah, absolutely. I think I think that they're not two separate things yeah. at
1: all. I think that you can connect them um by a change in intention. Um, but also I think it's so significant to realize that honestly, when you are learning about certain worldly sciences or whatever, it actually can strengthen your faith a lot of the time. Like I, I think about um the field of science at large, for example, or like biology. Um, or specifically when it comes to, like, anatomy and physiology. When you learn that kind of stuff, I mean, that just makes you realize how incredibly Allah has created us, how meticulous our creation is, how how much detail. Like, we, we just live, and we have this body, and we just live. But when you, like, study the body, it is absolutely fascinating. And I think that that, for me, makes me realize, like, wow, subhanAllah, like, I think that is a big... A big thing that can absolutely strengthen people's faith. Um, so, so examples like that would make me kind of um, say that for sure they're not two separate things. And I think that your pursuit of more, quote unquote, worldly knowledge, um, it's necessary, obviously, to live a life. I mean, this is what we have to kind of go through, all of us. Um, But you don't have to dissociate it from your deen. And I think that it can actually strengthen your connection with Allah. It can actually make you look at life with a more, um, I guess, holistic perspective, incorporating, you know, your faith. And you can kind of have a very faith-based outlook. Um, And I I think that, again, with a change in intention of whatever it is that you're doing, it can all be for the sake of Allah, as long as it's not um, haram. But I also do think that you can't just leave it at that. You know, you can't just be someone who's like, well, I'll study all these things. Maybe it does strengthen my connection with Allah. Maybe I am fascinated. Maybe I realize like how incredible Allah is. Uh, maybe I change my intention to make it for Allah's sake. But that doesn't mean that you don't read the Quran. That doesn't mean that you don't go to the masjid and listen to some talks here and there. That doesn't mean that you I, like what I'm trying to get at is is no matter how it might connect you do still have to put an effort to um, to study the religion on your own. And I'm not saying you have to do this, you know, at the level of a scholar. I don't do it at the level of a scholar, obviously. I'm nothing compared to a scholar. Um, but I do think that it's very important to also pursue that, you know, not just to kind of get by by saying, well, I can also do this for Allah's sake. Of course you can. But I think it's very significant to also um to also pursue uh, Islamic knowledge on 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 your own and to kind of look into like whatever it is that interests you—hadith or Quran or or whatever. Again, just so that we can be of those people who are ulul albab, you know, those people that do continuously um, reflect. So, I guess those would be my answers to the questions. I don't think I answered what is wisdom, <laughs> to <okay>. be honest. <laughs> but um, but I I just feel like wisdom has a lot to do with you know. To me, it has a lot to do with Islam. Like, I, I understand that a lot of people will say that, you know, people are wise and whatever and, and whatnot. But to me, I feel like in order to be um, wise, it does have to be knowledge rooted in in Islam and in, in the faith tradition. Um, I don't know. I think about, like, Luqman mm-hmm. a lot of the time when I think of someone who's wise, who can, um, advise people and who advised his son endlessly about all these things. And I think it's interesting too, when you look at what Luqman was advising his son, it wasn't even like it was anything, you know, crazy, you know, it was, it was a lot of simple things that anyone can implement in their lives. Um, you know, like don't, um, make your voice in the same way that like a donkey does, or, um, you know, like keep, keep up with your prayers, like all these things that are, that are very, basic. And and so I think that a lot of the time people can look at wisdom as this really like daunting thing that's like very um, unattainable. But I think that example with Prophet, or not Prophet Luqman, we don't know if he's a prophet or not, but with Luqman, I mean, it, it does show that it doesn't have to be that you have like a huge well of knowledge about something. It could also just be, you know, these small things that you learn that come together to complete kind of a full picture. So I don't know if that made any sense. But <laughs> No. Um
0: I I, yeah. like, I liked a lot of the things that you were talking about. You were mentioning about how um, how a lot of the things that you've learned about, like say biology, for example, the bio, the example that you used, um, how that brings you closer to Allah in a sense because you're so fascinated by it. You're like subhanallah, like that's absolutely amazing, right? And so it's, it's really interesting because those are signs from Allah. Everything that we learn and when it comes, especially to sciences, and I think we could do a whole episode of um science in the quran and all of those things and you know discoveries that were found and they were referenced in the quran like there's so so many the list is endless right i'm gonna add that to our list
1: of ideas (laughs) right now so we don't forget (laughs) that's
0: smart but it says there's an there's an and i don't remember what surah this is and this is really rough but it's basically we will show them our signs in the universe and within themselves until it becomes clear to them that this quran is the truth is it not enough that your lord is a witness over over um overall things I think that's how so it it ends. it's ends yes right at the very end so I think that that that's a beautiful it's like those those things that you learn about in this life they're meant to be signs for you so you can learn and understand your religion more so you can see the scene and try to under, not necessarily comprehend the unseen, but be able to believe in the unseen. I think right. that they they go hand in hand, and I think that when we go back to the topic of wisdom, as a whole, in my like going back to at least my definition of this because I don't know I've thought about this a lot, but <laughs> I think that knowledge it's like a formula, right? Knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. So like Samaya was saying, I like, like you can't you can't um, you can have a lot of knowledge in an area, but does that necessarily make you wise? absolutely not it's the way you choose to implement that knowledge right for sure right there's a lot of information in this world but there's not a lot of good information right there's a lot of people that have the information but if if you don't use the information then it's useless you know what i mean if you don't if you choose not to not even just necessarily teach it to others but just implement it in your own life right and another thing is i think that people tend to associate wisdom with very highly educated people phd holders and um I don't know. I can't think of anything higher more educated than a PhD or in the case of Islam, right? Like being a sheikh or a mufti or whatever, yani. And you were talking about Luqman and how his his wisdom was not necessarily like super complex, but they were very simple things that he was giving, like things that, you know, one it seems like common sense, but the majority of people will not even think of implementing that into their right. lives, hence why we have that story in the first place. Going back to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam. I mean, he could not read or write. He was an illiterate man, and obviously there is there is wis- wisdom, there's hikmah from Allah subhanahu wa taala um, about that. The reason why he was was um, illiterate, which in my opinion is because then it proves that he could not have copied this from anywhere else. You know, could not have written the Quran exactly. Like so, all it just you know proves all of those um, things as false. But I mean, the fact that he was he had no knowledge of being able to read or to write. He had no proper teaching quote-unquote right but at the same time he was probably one of the wisest men ever i mean think about it he had that he had all the knowledge we could possibly ever try to obtain about about our religion about our faith about what was revealed to us right so i think that comes to show also that sometimes the wisest people they don't seem like they're the wisest people in a room right so that comes down to us like when we're boiling this back down to our level right so Maya and i are not we're not We're not, you know, Ustedas or, you know, anybody that has, or like Shayukh or anything like that. (laughs) Nothing special. We're just two, we're just two, you know, women. And I'm, this is, this is, this is a tangent, but after the last episode, guys, I was really thinking about the verbiage that I want to use on this podcast when it comes to addressing, like, boys, girls, men, women, because, like, we, we went into a whole thing about that. And I've started to come to the conclusion that I used to say, like, boys and girls a lot, but we're trying to cultivate Muslim young Muslim men and young Muslim women, or Muslim men and Muslim women in general, we're trying to become good good Muslim women, right? So I want to really just start to implement that because, I mean, technically you're a man and a woman once you once you reach the age of puberty, right? So therefore we should try to stop, we should take it out of our heads that, oh, we're just kids. You know, we are all we should all be seeking this knowledge the way that Samaya and I, like we are trying to seek, right? And I know that plenty of people probably seek more than we both do combined, oh, you know? Oh, absolutely. A hundred <laughs> percent. So like it's not coming from a place of, oh you should only listen to the shiuch, you should only listen to the, your imam like no don't get me wrong those are all really great resources and that's great but you should also be someone that goes out and tries to seek tries to seek knowledge so you can become a wise person you don't need a fancy title for that you don't need to have written articles or phd's or a you know, phd you know degrees or whatever, whatever yani so i think that's just another thing when we're kind of like destigmatizing the concept of wisdom as a whole, I suppose, um, and then I had another reflection about, oh, so, this, when we were talking about Surah Al-Baqarah, and I actually, we went to a tafsir night at the masjid, and so I took some notes from that, and going back to the whole ayah about he grants wisdom to whoever he wills, um, I wrote something, and after I read it, I was like, oh man, that was really good, <laughs> it says, um, the state of your heart, time, wealth are all priorities are all working as one. So you can't you can't just follow by blindly, right? So I think what I meant by that when I think the Imam said it and then I wrote it down, but the state of your heart, time, and wealth priorities are all working as one. In other words, and that that helps encapsulate your your wisdom as a whole. It's like if you, the state of your heart is soft and is in a position where you're able to actually obtain that wisdom, you spend your time, you make that you make seeking knowledge. A priority in your every day-to-day you know life and then you spend your wealth in an effort to become a more knowledgeable person that in and of itself will lead you to inshallah when you have pure and sincere intentions that will lead you to becoming a, a wise person and inshallah through those things through your efforts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you wisdom because that's not just something that you can just obtain on your own like it said in that ayah um, you know read in the name of your Lord who created everything right So it's like nothing is given to you without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help, without him saying be and it is kun, you know? So I think that's something that we should also strive to do. It's like you have to make time to seek knowledge. It's not, it should be a priority in your life. And then what was the other one? You have to make sure that your heart is in a position ready to absorb it. You want to feel the sweetness of iman, but you have to let your heart be open enough in order to feel the sweetness of your iman. You can't have a rigid heart. You know, we have to have qalbun salim, like like a peaceful, like sound heart with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we can do a whole other episode on that too. You should write that down. Okay, got it. <laughs> and then wow. and then when it comes to your wealth, we some people have been gifted wealth. Okay, use it on the things that are going to that are going to benefit benefit you in this life and the next. And part of that portion should really just be like, you know, going out and finding opportunities to, to increase your knowledge and then implement it from there. So Sorry, but yes. I
1: yeah. think as as Asile was talking, I thought about it, and this is, I don't know, this is just kind of a thought that literally I was, whatever, you get the point. I, I just thought <laughs> about this. Um, I, I honestly don't think that wisdom is something where you can just be like, oh, I'm a wise person.
0: No. Yeah. And I don't
1: mean, I don't even mean that as in like anyone can say that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even think anyone, I don't think anyone can say that. I don't even think anyone should say that. I think that if someone tells you they're a wise person, that's, like, big red flag, number one, that they're not. Um, so that's really interesting to me, too, because even if you feel like you've you've sought a lot of knowledge or you feel like you have a lot of knowledge, um, you feel like, you know, you're on this path of continuing to um, increase in your knowledge of the dean or, or whatever, I still don't think anyone can say, like, I'm a wise person. Um, and I don't know, maybe people have different opinions on this, but to me personally, I I think that the only one who can really judge wisdom is is the one from which wisdom originates, right? Mm-hmm. I think that Allah is the only one who can really determine who is wise and, and who isn't. Um, that's not to say that, you know, if you're talking to someone, you, you you can't think that they're wise, right? Maybe you do talk to someone and you're like, wow, like, that, that was a really, you know, that was a really great conversation. I feel like this person really imparted some wisdom on me. I'm not saying you can't say that about another person or think that about another person. But I think that any person who's truly trying to seek knowledge and become um, more steadfast on the deen, become more connected with Allah, doing whatever they can to continuously increase in their Islamic knowledge, I don't think that kind of a person... Um, will even say, oh, I'm a wise person. And that's interesting, too, is I don't think in anything that I've ever read in the Quran or anything like that, that there is any person, any prophet who says, oh, I'm, I'm wise. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I, I personally have not come across that where, where anyone is like, I'm, I, I'm a wise person. It's always Allah saying, we granted this person wisdom. And that's in the same like when I was talking about Luqman earlier, Allah says, Like Allah says we we granted Luqman the wisdom. And it's the same thing when Allah talks about Prophet Dawood in various surahs. Like we um we gave him the wisdom, right? It's never it's never the the person coming out and saying, I am wise, right? And I think that that's because these people who are really on a path of pursuit of truth and um, deepening, deepening their understanding, they know that nothing that they do or nothing that they have, it's not from themselves. It's always from Allah. It's always by the grace of Allah. It's always by the will of Allah. So that was kind of just something I wanted to mention. Like, I, I really don't think that anyone who says, I am wise, is wise. You know, I feel like that would be that would that would at least be something that would cause me to hesitate a lot and be like, oh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think that we, as as Muslims, we have to recognize too that um, having knowledge and being willing to pursue that knowledge, or um, just in in general, like feeling the need to continuously educate yourself or to deepen um, your understanding, that is the most valuable thing that you could have. And this was something else, so I'm going to kind of go into some of my notes from that TiffSeer session that we were at. Um, the most valuable provision that you could have is knowledge and the pursuit of truth. And that is something that we have to recognize. I think that so many of us, you know, these days, we, we become so distracted By everything, all the material stuff, al-hakum all these things are continuously distracting us. Continuously distracting us. And our priorities become very skewed. They become very different. Um, Maybe they're not um, in accordance to what Allah wants from us all the time. Um, But from the ayah that Asil brought up in in Surah Al-Baqarah, it's very important to recognize that Allah is talking about wisdom as a gift. Allah is talking about wisdom as a blessing. It's not just something that descends upon a person all of a sudden when they're a scholar or when they have a certain degree, like Asil was saying. Um, it's actually very attainable by each person as long as they are willing to put in that work, as long as they're willing to put in that effort. We have to recognize that as Muslims, knowledge is power. And, and people say this all the time. People always say knowledge is power, but that's because it's actually true. Knowledge is actually power. Um, And the more that we know, the more that we will be able to understand. Because knowing and understanding is two very different things, right? So the more that you know, the more you'll be able to understand, the more that you'll be able to connect, the stronger your faith becomes. And in these trying times, that's what we need. We need strong faith. Each and every single one of us needs our faith to get stronger and stronger. Um, You never get to a point where you can stop learning. You never get to a point where you're unable to learn from others. You never get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm religious enough, right? There are some people that think that. They think that when Allah says, um, you know, when certainty comes to you, people have understood that all throughout, you know, Islamic history to mean until death comes to you because death is the only certain thing. So you should constantly be seeking knowledge and understanding until that point. But some people have taken this out of context, um, or they've misunderstood it to mean when I feel like I have enough knowledge, I'm I'm good. Halas, I'm gonna sit back. But that's not that's not the case. I think when you recognize how valuable knowledge is, and how there's always something left to learn, there is always something left to learn. Um, then that's when you've you kind of um, put yourself on that path of pursuing. Um, pursuing Allah, pursuing that deeper, that deeper connection. I think part of wisdom actually, and I also just thought of this part of wisdom is being willing to learn from anyone, right? Not looking down upon people like, oh, you're younger than me. How am I going to learn from you? Or not looking at someone who maybe is not Muslim and being like, how am I supposed to learn from you? I've honestly learned things about Islam from people that I never would have expected to learn from. And I don't mean that they sat down and talked to me. I mean, even in their behavior, in their mannerisms, um, I've learned a lot about my faith and how I'm supposed to behave. So I think a big part of wisdom is also knowing that you, just because you have a certain degree, just because you're at a certain age or you're at a certain point in your life or you've experienced certain things, knowing that you're not above anybody else, that you're still fully capable of learning from people who you may have seen as quote-unquote beneath you. But I think the point is not to see them like that in general, right? Right? Um, I've learned a lot from my students, even though I'm their teacher, right? And I think that's something me and Asin have talked about before, is, like, we have learned so much being on this podcast, even though we are the ones that are um, giving, you know, this advice or, or speaking or whatnot. Even though we're in that position of, of teacher or whatever, I can speak for myself. I've learned so much just doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a big part of wisdom is, is knowing that no one is ever too beneath you for you to learn from at all whatsoever. Um, And Asil was talking about wisdom in terms of of knowledge and experience. And I think that that's really interesting, too, because um, like she said, you can have a lot of knowledge, but if you're not implementing it, what, what does it lead to? So to me, I do think that wisdom is, is not just about getting the knowledge. I think that's obviously a big part of it, but it's also applying the knowledge. It's about applying the knowledge, considering the state of your heart and your mind. Um, and also, I think it's so important that you reflect on the reality of your knowledge as well. How is your knowledge benefiting you and how is it benefiting the people around you? And so I think that that is something that we have to consider too knowledge is not just something that we should seek and then not do anything with, right? We have to put that knowledge into practice. That's the point of the Quran too. It's not just about reading letters, reading words. It's about taking what you learn and making it a vital part of your life, right? You read an ayah that says something and you're like, oh, I don't do that. Let me start doing that. Or you hear a hadith and you're like, oh, I've never really thought to do this before, but I, I want to start implementing. So, I think that it's really, you know, knowledge, wisdom, all this stuff. It's not just about the knowledge that you have. It's about taking that knowledge, applying that knowledge, and and recognizing how does this knowledge benefit me, but also how is it benefiting the people around me? Because truly, knowledge is of no use if you're not benefiting from it, obviously, but it's also of no use if no one around you is benefiting from you. And that doesn't mean that you have to sit and have a halaqa. It doesn't mean that you have to become a sheikh. It's just even again in your mannerisms in the way that you carry yourself. Um, and I think that the only way really to try to get to that point and to try to stay on that point if you feel like you're kind of um, already on this path is to continuously reflect on Allah's Allah's um, his miracles, his signs in the Quran, but also in the world all around us and making making those um, those connections so
0: yeah no I think that you said a lot of really really great I said things. a lot of things no well you were talking <laughs> too many you were talking about this um concept about how like you can learn a lot from from other people it doesn't necessarily have to be someone super you know um held high in regard or anything you can learn from, from people that you would never even expect like I learned things from from like my four-year-old cousin I think she's four yeah she's four like I really do like I learned things I'm like wow you know what you were totally right in that situation the way you reacted the way you know you pay attention to the way people feel like you can learn from so many different types of people it, it becomes part of being wise is being humble like somebody was saying and I think that I a hundred percent agree with that like you can't be a wise person like, even, even remotely, even if you privately consider yourself a wise person, you think I might, you know, you think you've gotten to a point like man, I might be a wise person. You can't think that and then go around and start, you know, showing it off. Look at me, like, I'm so wise. Oh, no, you're wrong. Like, listen to me in the conversation. As soon as you start putting people down and as soon as you start making yourself seem like you are in an elevated status that you you don't really know if you've obtained or not, um, that, that kind of just counteracts you, all of your work to try and become a wise person. So I think that being a wise person goes back to that thing, as we always say, shoot for the moon, you might land on the stars. Shooting for the moon is shooting to become a wise person. And I don't think you'll ever truly know whether or not you're a wise person. Like somebody was saying, that judgment is entirely up to Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like the Prophet Muhammad didn't go around saying that he was you know the wisest person there, you know? And I think that's interesting too, is that he, I mean, obviously I I
1: was not there, but like I said, there's no indication that he ever said that to people, but people can tell from the way that he behaves. And Mm -hmm. so that's, I think that's just something that I wanted to butt in and say. It's not about telling, it's about showing, showing, it's about, it's about acting upon it.
0: Exactly. Right. You can have the information, but part of that experience is simply just implementing it in your life, making it a part of your character, Right. And then another thing is, you were talking about this podcast, and I think this is something that I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit not personal, but like I'm just gonna butt in for a second and say like I honestly agree like a hundred percent. I was actually thinking about this in the car today. I was like, the person that I am, the person that you know the seed that I am now, where like I, I willingly will listen to lectures. I'll willingly you know take classes online. I'll willingly try to seek knowledge and in hopes of inshallah and in allah's eyes one day becoming a wise person i don't think that i would be that kind of person or that the kind of person that i am right now and inshallah i stay that way um if it weren't for this opportunity that allah bestowed upon me and the opportunities that he's given me in general through the community through my high school through this now right this is what i you know and i think that's something so beautiful too as part of part of trying to be a wise person is, like I was saying earlier, is recognizing that it all comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I mean, okay, sure, I, you know, we may have come up with the idea for this podcast, you may have come up with the idea for MSA, or may have come up with the idea of offering your services at the masjid, or whatever it may be, right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who made that idea come into your head in the first place. He is the one who put that feelings in your heart, like, okay, I want to do this, you know, okay, I, I want, I have this, this ambition, I have this drive, and I want to pursue it, you know, he's the one that, per, you know, gave you all of that, and then furthermore, he's the one that facilitated all of the, all of everything to allow you to be in the position that you're in, right, so if you're in a position where you're, you're able to seek knowledge, you're in a position where you're able you know, you've, you've noticed that you've become a better person through something, recognize that that was all because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing else, right? Like, you could have done your part, yes, but you did your part through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowing you to do your part. Absolutely. And I think that's something that we also have to recognize whenever, because I think that something that's really, that used to be a really scary thought to me was the concept of arrogance and we can do an episode on that and we already have that one written down Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the concept of arrogance and i used to always think maybe back like at the beginning of high school is like if i really became you know a knowledgeable person in a certain area i might become arrogant like i really i really did think that i was like i you know someone who has even a mustard seed worth of arrogance and the heart will not enter jenna right and i think that's something that a lot of people unfortunately succumb to is like and inshallah I don't have arrogance in my heart and inshallah that'll never happen you know I really hope that I really strive to go against that you know because that is that is a part of your nafs a part of your soul that can be very easy to to cultivate and you don't
1: want that you know and, I don't think it's a bad thing to be afraid of that I think that yeah. I think that's honestly a very good thing to be aware like that this could happen exactly. and like what what steps can I take to kind of combat that
0: yeah and that's that's the whole point though is that you can't let the fear of becoming something stop you from continuing to pursue knowledge you are be like oh man i don't want to like you know i have a nice voice i don't want to keep working on it because i'm afraid that i'm going to become like i don't know i'm going to become arrogant when i go up and lead solo like i'm going to volunteer to lead solo because you know i want to show it off like i so i'm not i'm not going to work on my voice at all you know that's just such a silly example i'm not going to work on my tortilla at all like that's such a silly example but like that's how a lot of people think and i think that at one point like maybe in my freshman year of high school so like four years ish ago um I used to think like that I was like I don't want to become like work on one area specifically I don't want to become like a master of one or, or how people say I'm I'm doing air quotes by the way because I was afraid of that right but as you know through this podcast and through other things too I started to realize that isn't the case and like somebody was saying if you're conscious uh, and you make an effort to not do that, There's there, and you rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you know that He is the one that's going to give you everything that you're going to, inshallah, obtain, then don't stop. Don't stop yourself from learning. I think that's something a lot of people do, and I did that. Now that I'm like thinking about it, it's such a silly thing, you know what I mean? Like, Okay, sure, you shouldn't be the smartest person in the room. I don't think you should ever be, right? But you should still be a pretty smart person you should, you should surround yourself with highly educated people, people that you hope to one day, not necessarily be, because "Ah, that sounds horrible, but like, you know, you have standards for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that when I realized that, then the path to, to learning became so much easier, you know, my heart was open to it. And another thing too is, um, you were also talking, going back, sorry, you said so many things, and I'm, like, trying to keep up with I'm it. I am sorry. No, you're okay, but now I'm saying so many things, so I'm sorry. But um, you were talking about, you know, recognizing a, quote, unquote, wise person through their characteristics. And there's this quote, I was listening to his class, it's amazing, it's called Lost in Translation. Um, it's, like, an al-Maghrib class online. Um, and they said something really profound. It said, we don't recognize truth by people, we recognize people by the truth right and I think that's something that's so fascinating when you think about it you should see their guidance and I don't remember if it was an ayah or a hadith I, I cannot remember for the life of me right now but it says take their guidance as an example not take them as an example why because you see them okay you recognize Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed the truth to them and they are just you know Upholding the truth and representing representing it, but they are not the truth. They themselves, as a person, are not the truth. The truth is Allah subhanahu wa taala's religion, His words, His His wisdom, right? But they're just taking it and they're just cultivating it and they're just they're just um, embracing it and using it, right? So you see that, and you should take their guidance. The guidance was bestowed upon them as an example to continue to do better. And, you know, you, and, and in that, it'll, when you have that mentality of realizing that we recognize people by the truth, you won't end up idolizing anybody. You won't end up seeing someone and, and, and then thinking that you can only go to scholars, you can go to only go to imam, uh, imams to find the truth, right? In reality, you'll have opened your horizon and realized, oh, I can learn from anybody because everyone is guided in their own special way. You know, every person is, is unique, right? Like, we all, we were talking about fingerprints yesterday. <laughs> would you would like to educate us, maybe but we were talking about fingerprints yesterday. And I was really thinking about it. Every single fingerprint is so incredibly unique. We are all unique, just as all of our fingerprints are unique. All of our stories, all of our, our experiences in life has cultivated us to be a unique person. Meaning that our guidance and the guidance Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us is also is also tailored to our needs, it's also tailored to us. In other words, it is unique, right? And so I think that's something that we should also recognize is because everyone has unique guidance. Okay, some people can be given the same topic when it comes to guidance. Like some people can be really, really guided when it comes to, I don't know, the sciences of the Quran or something or whatever, Yani. Um, But the way people were guided to that, the way their guidance was given to them is entirely different and is unique to every single person you know so I think that's just another thing I really wanted to point out
1: yeah no I love that a lot especially that that quote um towards the end that was really beautiful um Back when I was talking about um, being able to kind of learn from anyone and not seeing yourself as above people, I forgot to mention this ayah that um, I think perfectly fits in this situation. So, towards the end of ayah number 76 in Surah Yusuf, Allah says, Wa fawqa kulli alim. So Allah says that above each person who is knowledgeable, right, there is a more knowledgeable person, right? Wa fawqa kulli So, you're never the most knowledgeable person. You should never regard yourself as the most knowledgeable person, and you should always be willing to learn from other people. Also, kind of to just take it um, back towards the beginning of this episode, when we were talking um, about the importance of seeking education, the importance of iqra, right? Um, These are just a couple different hadith that that came to mind, but um, there are a few different hadith that, that kind of start off in the same way where Allah says the best of you are, right? And then there are some characteristics that are mentioned. Um, so the one that I kind of want to talk about, or one of them is the best of you are those that learn the Quran and teach it to others. Mm-hmm. So there's that sort of characteristic that's established of, okay, if you learn the Quran, it should not be something that you're just keeping to yourself. If you're, if you're in the position to teach it to someone else, do that, right? That I think when you, when you know, again, we were talking about applying the knowledge. So don't just keep it to yourself, apply it, but also help other people through it. That's one of them. And then also Allah, Allah tells us that the best of us are those who are of the most benefit to people. And that's something that is very general, right? We can be of the most benefit to people in a variety of different ways. And, and I think that the beauty of this hadith too, is that it doesn't, um, it doesn't, name a particular quality right and i think that that gives us so much freedom to be able to figure out well what are the ways that i can be of most benefit because the way i can be of most benefit is different than the way that a seed can be of most benefit to people right and that's a normal thing because all of us are good at different things. All of us are capable of different things. All of us have different strengths and different weaknesses. So when Allah says that the best of us are those that are of most benefit to the people, that's an opportunity for us to say, well, how can I be of most benefit to the people with my strengths, with my abilities, with my knowledge, right? Um, So that kind of was just a point I wanted to make going back to the importance of educating, not just ourselves, but also the people around us, not just applying it in our personal lives, but making sure that we also impart this knowledge on other people. Um, There's a quote from Sheikh Muhammad al I want to say, and I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but I just love it so much. He said um, that you don't have to change the world, but you can change someone's world. And I, I love that so much because sometimes it feels like we want to do so much, but it's like so daunting, like it's so big. But really, and this is something I feel like I stress time and time again throughout the episodes, it's about the little changes that you can do that you are consistent with. It's about it's about making little changes in your life. And so if you're able to tell people something, give someone a piece of knowledge that you've that you've that you've learned or whatnot, that could change their entire life. And I think that you have to empower yourself too to kind of see things like that, right? That it's not just about you know, learning and keeping that to yourself. It's not, I'm not going to learn because I don't feel like I need to. No, it's about you can benefit from your knowledge, but also so many other people can benefit from your knowledge. And again, a crucial part, I think, of this whole wisdom thing is knowing that you can also benefit immensely from other people. Um, so I I hope that that kind of made sense. I feel like I'm not really yeah. <laughs> making much sense today. Um, something else that I did want to mention is if, if people are kind of wondering, well, where do you start? Where do you kind of start with with all of this? Um, the first thing I would say is honestly make dua. Allah is al-Hakim. He is the most wise. Call upon him by that name and ask him to grant you wisdom, right? Ask him to grant you wisdom. Ask him to facilitate for you. Ask al-Fatah to facilitate for you um, opportunities to expand your knowledge base, right? And the key I think here is is when you're making dua about this kind of stuff, you can't just be making dua about it as if it's as if it's nothing. Like, yeah, I want it, but how bad do you want it? I think that that is so crucial. How bad you want it is very much so directly related to how you are actually taking the action and making the effort to pursue it. So make a lot of dua, but do your part. And honestly, like there will be so many doors that Allah will open for you genuinely. Like Isain was saying, you know, even this. This podcast is a huge door that was opened, I think. Um, and then, you know, in various positions that, that I also have, that Isil has, it's not, again, it's not from us. It's, it's from Allah. And I think recognizing where it comes from, who you can ask it f- or who you can ask for it um, is, is very crucial. Also, huge, huge point. But surround yourself by people, by friends who are on this path. You know, I don't want to call anyone knowledgeable because I think that that's such a subjective term. And people have different knowledge uh, in, in different in different areas, and people are of course we're always trying to increase our knowledge. So I don't think you get to a point where it's just like I am knowledgeable and that's it. Obviously, but surround yourself by people who have an an interest in pursuing Allah's Allah's knowledge, Allah's uh, faith, um, Allah's message. When you surround yourself by people like that it makes you so much more inclined to do the same thing when you have people who are encouraging you like let's go to the masjid for this talk let's go to this event it's absolutely it's life-changing you know you get to a point in your teenage years where your biggest influences are your friends it kind of goes from being your parents to being your friends so that's why it's so crucial to surround yourself by people who um, you want to be like, honestly, who you want to be like, people who inspire you, motivate you, people who you can be on this journey with, not people who are going to hold you back or who are going to laugh at you for doing this or who are going to put you down or who are going to shift your priorities elsewhere. Those would be two of my absolute biggest um, pieces of advice. And, and I think lastly, what I want to say is we're talking a lot about this idea of wisdom and, oh, you know, we, we want to be wise people, but truly, and I feel like this is something I, I tell Asin I a lot, not in, in the wisdom context, but just in general, um, we need to kind of stop, like, putting a name, I feel like, to a lot of our goals. And what I mean by that, and because I, I guess that, that sounds a little bit weird, but... Instead of being like I am working towards being a wise person or I want to achieve wisdom or I, I just want to be considered wise, instead of like constantly working towards that particular thing or, or kind of obsessing over am I wise or not yet? Am I, am I there yet or not? I think literally just keep growing in your knowledge. You know, do what you can. You can't control whether or not you're going to be seen as a wise person. You can't control whether or not Allah's going to see you as a wise person. And he's the ultimate judge, right? His opinion is the one that matters most. Instead of, of constantly thinking about, have I gotten to that level yet? Have I gotten to that level yet? I think that that honestly is unhealthy. And instead what we should do is do what we can do what we can. We continue to seek knowledge in different ways. We continue to learn from other people. We continue to apply and implement the knowledge. We continue to teach knowledge to others when that time comes. Um, But you don't have to constantly be obsessing over, oh my gosh, am I there yet? Am I wise? Am I not wise? Do I have wisdom? Have I achieved this status? I think that that honestly is very counterproductive, a lot of counterproductive a lot of the time. And something else I I just really quickly wanted to add is that wisdom, and this is something that we, um, or something that was mentioned at this tafsir talk that we went to, um, wisdom is not just following blindly, right? Just because your parents have said that this particular thing is what wisdom is like, or Islam is, is right. Great. If you were born into a Muslim family, that's obviously amazing. And that's the biggest blessing that you could ever, um, ever have. But just because people are doing something and they're considered wise, you're not wise for just following blindly. Right. So um, he said something like intellectualize your spirituality. And I feel like, oh my gosh, my voice is gone. I have like no water in my system. <laughs> um, intellectualize your spirituality. It's not just about um, you know, doing these acts of worship meaningfully and considering yourself a spiritual, religious person. It's about why, you know, why do you do these things? It's about, it's really, it's the basis is, is seeking knowledge. That is your foundation. And it's not a bad thing to be asking questions. I feel like that's something too. In many different religious settings, questions are looked down upon. It's like, how could you ask a question like that? But Islamically, we're supposed to ask questions. We, we can't ask why, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with being like, you know what? I've always been told to pray, but I don't really know why I pray. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So um, continue to ask questions. You know, don't feel ashamed of that. Learn your why. Learn learn the why because there is a reason. There really is a reason. Um, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, I have a few more points and then I think we're done for the episode. But um, I loved all of that. And I, I'm going to go to your points in a second. But I want to first start off by talking about how you were talking about teaching others and 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 being given those opportunities right and there's something that um i often think of a lot and it's and it's talking about teaching others but you have to keep pursuing the path of knowledge with the intention of growing yourself right Absolutely. it should always be about growing oneself growing oneself connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when your focus is outward when your focus is on wanting to help others wanting to educate others and all of these things your intentions can be can be swayed they can be misled um they can be messed up essentially right so we have to build sincerity in order to grow so we can continue to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more and with that sincerity if he chooses to open the doors for you to start teaching others or to be in those in those positions then that is that is a gift and a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so i think that's just one thing that like when you start seeking knowledge and you start you know, trying to go on a path of, of trying to become a knowledgeable person, um, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Sincerity of intention is, is, is insanely important. Nothing good comes out of intentions that are skewed. Um, and from there, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to open those doors for you, then that's that's a blessing from him. And if not, you know, they were kept closed for a reason, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't stop working. You shouldn't stop achieving. Um in terms of growing knowledge. So I think that's one thing that I wanted to mention. Another thing is while you were talking, I thought of of a hadith and it says whoever treads the path of knowledge, Allah will make the path of those people easy, or make the path of paradise for those people easy. Um, so, and this is something that I was thinking of is that your your heart hi- your your whoa your heart will align with the orbit of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants for you. What I mean by that is if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants for you to enter jannah he is going to make your heart open and you make it easy for you he's going to make you feel more open and more inclined to tread this path of knowledge right so i think that's something we also have to realize is that if you want an easy way to get to jannah inshallah tread on that path of knowledge work towards that because when you become more knowledgeable in your religion you know what to do and what not to do you won't be like those that are described um in surah al-fatiha the ones who 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 went away like went astray essentially right because you can't you can't like what am i trying to say you can't worship without understanding right and i think that's a lot of people that um in other religions like christianity for example they can say that they're christian all they want right, right? Actually, but even if, in islam so even in people, islam yeah so honestly it's really sad but the reality is people will claim a title for themselves like being muslim being christian being jewish but they have no idea what their what their book is all about they have no idea about any of these things and so you have to realize Every single time you pray, you make dua to stay on the straight path. You make dua to be, you know, to not be let not not to be like those who went astray, right? Um, and so part of that is is seeking knowledge. Um, and another thing too is when you, when I'm trying to think of what I was saying. What was I saying? I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember what I was saying. So, so. Um, and this kind of ties back into our last episode, and the reason why I'm bringing it up is it's incredibly important. So Samaya and I uploaded that episode, right? And then afterwards, Samaya ended up sending me a Asir Qadi lecture about the same exact ayah right. that we were talking about. And the reason why I bring this up is because when you choose to seek knowledge and you choose to, to try to become a more informed person on certain things, like... You know, you choose to listen to lectures and this and that. You'll end up seeing things and connecting things in ways that you you never would have imagined previously, right? So, for example, in this in this um, lecture, he was talking about the ayah that we were talking about from Surah An Nisa, saying "Rijalu um, qawmuna 'ala Nisa," right? And he was talking about how the reason why the word word or like like essentially, right, like that is a characteristic of a type of man it's not he, he allah wa ta'ala could have used any other word for man in in that in that ayah but he chose to use the word he chose to use that word the reason why is because the characteristics obtained by that type of man by a rajul is is someone who who wants to you know who sees the the pleasure of allah wa ta'ala more important than, than his own pleasure right, he sees like, you know, he's, he embraces these characteristics of bravery and stuff. Essentially, you can't become just a rojo just by being like born, you have to obtain those characteristics, right. And that gave so much insight, right, that we could have used in that episode. But like, that's besides the point. But what I'm trying to say is when you choose to go into knowledge, you choose to look in depth. And you, you choose to to seek these things, you end up seeing things and you could never have expected before. And you end up seeing and you end up viewing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wisdom as so incredibly divine. Like that's such a meticulous, like little detail right yeah. there. That is so so important though, and it completely changes your perspective on that ayah. Yes, right? Absolutely. And then it makes you think of of other ayat. So like when we were when I was thinking about that, I was like, Wow, like there's an ayah, um, um, there's an ayah in Surat Al-Ahzab that says مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَحَدٍ مِّن And it keeps going on and on. But it's say, basically saying Muhammad is not the father of any of your men. It uses the same type of word again, right? And I was like, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala choose this word? Why was this word chosen in particular? And then I realized, like, if Prophet Muhammad wasallam actually had a son that continued to live and was able to inherit the prophethood which is ayah saying there's no one to inherit his prophethood essentially right but if there was if he did have a son who did live and was able to continue that he wouldn't have just been like any other man right obviously he would have had these characteristics that Allah is, is describing in that, ayah in, part- in that ayah in particular so you end up seeing these things and you end up being absolutely fascinated and you end up being like wow like SubhanAllah, this is Allah's wisdom that I could never even dare to amount to, right? So you end up humbling yourself in the process because you end up seeing things that you would never have seen before. You know, a lot of people can just read Quran and just, you know, they might understand Arabic or be able to read Arabic. But if you don't truly choose to, to educate yourself on it at a deeper level, you're missing so, so much. And this Absolutely. doesn't just apply to the Quran. This applies to every single aspect of the deen, of the religion, of your life in general, you realize that you've you've missed so much and, and I personally I I don't want to miss that. You know, I want to try to get as much as I possibly can to benefit myself so I can continue to grow closer to to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I think that's something that we should we should all be doing. You know, make sure that you're not another point is make sure you're not engaging in things that could stop you from seeking knowledge. Right. So Maya went back to that whole that whole friends thing and I think that's incredibly important and I've said this before and I'll say it again your friend is a mirror of who you are not necessarily a mirror a reflection of your outside but it's a reflection they are a reflection of who you are on the inside who what your characteristics are who you choose to be um, who, who you want to become like you know not necessarily them but you know you see their guidance and you also want to be guided like in a similar fashion and so I think that's just something as well that we should also keep in mind is that friends thing is, is really, really important, and you should evaluate. We have an episode called The Blacksmith Shop. I think that's about friends. Yes. So you guys should totally listen to that. But that's that's a really big step. If you're in, you're around friends who are blatantly choosing to ignore the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who don't mention Allah subhanahu at wa least, ta'ala at least once in the conversation that you guys are having, then you really need to reevaluate that because otherwise you're not going to be able to become as close to a knowledgeable person as you possibly can without without people who are helping you pursue that path, you know, and then recognize that those people that you have been given, they are a gift. Absolutely. And you have to hold on to Absolutely. them incredibly. So with that. I have um, one more thing yeah. to
1: say very quickly. I do need to leave very soon. But, I need to leave too. Um, I think that something else I, I wanted to kind of bring up too is 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 with this whole idea of wisdom, I think one of the most perfect stories to look into is a, is a story in Surah Al-Kahf with Prophet Musa and who is known as the yeah. Khidr. Um, so I'm not going to go into all the, you know, details because we just don't have time, unfortunately. Um, but Prophet Musa was someone who, he was a prophet. He's one of the five, min he's one of the most highly like regarded prophets. Um, and you would think like a prophet has all this wisdom and all this knowledge. And of course they do. But Allah showed him someone who was more knowledgeable than him, someone who had more wisdom than he did. And Prophet Musa ended up going on this journey with this man who, first of all, the man, Al-Khidr, he didn't even want to take Musa with him. He said, you're not going to be able to be patient with me. And Musa was kind of like offended by that. He was like, what do you mean? Like, no, you're gonna find me patient, inshallah. And he goes on this journey with Al-Khidr and Al-Khidr does all these things that maybe even when we read it, we're like, whoa, you know, why, why would he do that? Um, and prophet Musa had the exact same reactions he he was like how could you ruin their ship how could you kill that little boy why why would you he he was asking him all these questions and at the end al khidr had to let Musa go he said okay that's it i told you not to ask me any questions you asked me multiple questions but he said before you go i'm going to explain to you why i did these things so he explains the wisdom behind every single one of these things that you know are on the surface seemingly a little bit you know whoa like what's going on here and at the end, he says, Wama فَعَلْتُهُ an He said, I did not do this from my own command. I did not do this from my own just desires, you know? He said, Allah is the one who told me to do these things. It is divine wisdom. So I think that we have to understand too that this whole concept of like achieving wisdom, I mean, again, kulli Musa was a prophet, alayhi salam. But there was someone more knowledgeable than him there was someone he even journeyed with and he learned from and he couldn't even keep up with right so of course allah's divine wisdom is more than any of our wisdom but it's so important to recognize that there is a wisdom behind everything that happens in your life whether you're going to learn it or not Allah knows it. And that's all that matters. And there are always people that are going to be more knowledgeable than you. So be receptive to learning from anyone, whether they're older, or younger, whatever. It doesn't matter. Be receptive from always gaining knowledge from people. And whoever humbles themselves for Allah's sake, Allah raises them. Right? Yeah. So that's it. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> so with
0: that, just, you know, rabbi ذِنِّي عِلْمَةٍ You know, yes. my Lord grant us knowledge. And there's another one that goes... Um, so basically, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, you know, I ask you for knowledge and for you, like beneficial knowledge. Yes. Yeah, and you know, good provision and deeds. So with that, thank you guys so much for listening, and inshallah, you hear from us next week.